Greetings, everyone. What you're about to listen to is not a normal Fifth Monday special, but instead it is the first episode in our Patreon bonus series uh, in which we play nothing related to Pokemon at all. So uh, I'm sorry if that's uh, not exactly your jam, but we are playing Dungeons and Dragons in this episode, which is the first of an eight-episode mini-series following the adventures of the characters that you are soon to meet in this episode. Uh, I, as you'll find out, I am the dungeon master for this, me, Michael, uh, and the rest of the series is complete as far as recording goes. There are two episodes at the time of this release, two episodes yet to be uploaded for uh, the secret archives that exist for uh, patrons only. Uh, So if you want to hear the rest of the series, along with a whole bunch of extra bonus content uh, in the secret section for the Pokemon uh, Rollout podcast, uh, you can subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerollpodcast. Starting at just $1, you get access to all of those bonus thingies. Um, so, uh, keep that in your, in your ear there. Otherwise, I hope this is just entertaining for you as a special Fifth Monday bonus episode anyway. Uh, we're really excited to share it with you. I had a blast, uh, DMing these guys, uh, and I think they had fun playing. Uh, I guess they haven't told me otherwise. Uh, but, uh, if they hated it, I guess we're never gonna do this again. But, let us know what you think. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you later. Hello, and welcome to the world of magic. My name is Michael, these guys call me their Dungeon Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout's Patreon bonus Dungeons & Dragons series! What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Andre, Master Fighter, Fezigala? Fezigala? Uh, Are you name? sure about that? <laughs> It's hard to pronounce. Goliath names are hard. Uh, he's a Goliath. If we want to get into the, like the minutia of, of what what this guy is all about, so uh, yeah, so so Andre Master Frightener Fezic Igala is a uh, a Goliath. He comes from uh, what I've named the Foggy Mountains. Uh, he is a, a bit of a hunter for those for those folks. As far as the D and D classes go, he is a fighter. He's gonna punch things and slice things real good and all that stuff. Actually, I think I gave him, like, a Warhammer or something. I need to look at this again. It's been, like, a month since I made this character, so. <laughs> but I, I am very excited to to play him, and, uh, yeah, this is, uh, uh, is that enough of kind of a, you know, I give him a Morningstar. Even better, a Morningstar. Yeah. Uh, hello, I am Nick, and I am going to be playing Jedin Lefrey, a uh, gnome conjuration uh, college wizard who is out for adventure for no real reason. There's nothing coming after him. <laughs> uh, Jenin is roughly three feet tall, weighs about 41 pounds, so you could probably pump him fairly simply. Um, he has bright yellow hair and amber-brown eyes and is very pale, especially for a gnome, especially for a forest gnome. And he tends to wear kind of long scholarly robes that really don't look like you should be traveling in them. Hey, I'm Lydia. 
Uh, and I am playing Rose Quartz, a Earth... Bender. Genasi. <laughs> Earth Bender. Yeah, I want to go with that. G- Genasi? Gen- genocide? I-, I believe that the <laughs> G is usually soft, so genocide. it's Genasi. In, in, the, in the adventure zone, they, they said Genasi. Mm-hmm. A nice ganache. <laughs> um. She's Earth Goulash. Ganache genocide. <laughs> Yeah, she's all those things. Or she's and the, yet the Hindu else. god Ganesh. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Gilgamesh. She's an Earth Gilgamesh. Yeah, Gilgamesh. Um, so, anyways, her name is Rose Quartz. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is a pretty tall lady coming in at about six feet. And her skin is rose quartz, like the actual gem itself. And she has many, many braids of varying sizes and lengths of lilac hair and shimmering black eyes. But you can't really see much of her face at all because she always wears a silver mask. And Mm -hmm. um, in some cases when she's using her illusions, it will change what is on the mask itself. And she also just wears some simple white robes and sturdy black hiking boots. Just to be sure I have this straight in my own head, we have a giant Goliath who's kind of a rock person, or at least has bits mm-hmm. of rock in him. Yep. During Morningstar, a very tall rock woman wearing a mask mm-hmm. and a gnome. <laughs> a puntable uh-huh. gnome. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's three feet and he weighs like 40 pounds, so like maybe... <laughs> yeah, maybe 45 pounds soaking wet. He's nothing. I mean, you say this, but I, I can see some shenanigans happening where there might be some gnome puntage. Yes. <laughs> like, we need to get you, like, over over Just, the battle well, lines. He, he, I, here's I the bet. other thing. What's your guys' walking speed? I don't know. Uh, oh, Look at the top of your sheet. Um, you're both 30, 30 feet. I'm 25. Yeah. So... Maybe you're just carried. <laughs> so just sit what's on his, someone. What's his we running speed? We have one of those speed? like baby carriers for him. <laughs> <laughs> your your running speed is usually your walking speed times four. Oh. And that's if you do it as a full round action, and that's from three point five. So it might not be true in five e. It's times two. times two. Yeah, because you can take the dash action, which is just to move your speed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I just realized I probably don't need my dice since they're all on this sheet, aren't they? Yes, you can use them. Unless sheet. you want to roll real dice like a real Why'd person. <laughs> <laughs> well, my person isn't real or yeah. a person, so I guess I'll be fine. <clears throat> all right, I have uh, dropped a picture for you into our up. Discord. Um, it's maybe a little bit uh, fuzzy, but uh, here's the, <laughs> the map that you're uh, looking at. Um, for our session today. So you three are on a small boat in the little bay area by the island of Cleftern, uh, just going off of Green Port, and that is in Green Harbor, off the Green River. Creative. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. Mm. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I was more so commenting yeah. on like the people of the village who named it, not the creator of the <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, game. <laughs> so, Paul is the first to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So you are making your way away from Greenport towards Clefturn. Now, Clefturn, just to give you some background here, uh, is widely known for its master shipbuilders. The entire settlement uh, is centered on that industry of shipbuilding. And among sailors on the Lestian Mm. Sea, which is uh, where that bay opens up to, uh, it said a Clefturn ship or a sunken ship. Ah, is there forest on this island? The island itself is mostly stone. There is some greenery, but it's not terribly thick. There's this, this one inlet that comes off of the mountain peak there, uh, and that's where most of the, the forestry resides, is on that mountain. But it's very, very small. So merchants and militaries alike uh, rely on the shipwrights and the strategic oversight of this island and its position here. Uh, and nestled as it is, mm. just there in the Green Harbor, just beyond the Green River, Green Port looks to Clefturn as the last refuge before the sea. And there was a time when those two settlements were in conflict, uh, as Clefturn was able to tariff anything coming out of the bay. But your question uh, there about the, yeah. the wood is uh, Clefturn was getting much of their supply from the mainland. But long ago, their uh, relationship there became symbiotic because of those... those um, industries there. But now, late last night, citizens of Greenport heard screaming and crashing and the sounds of what they could assume would be war or a battle from the island, but there was a thick fog and a heavy black thundercloud covering and concealing the whole island from view from the mainland. Now the Merchants Guild of Greenport has hired you three adventurers to investigate and report back what needs the island might have. Uh, so you're on your way out there on, on a dinghy. And as you are starting to approach the island here, the, the skies are much clearer now, but you can see the damage uh, as you start approaching. The Lord's Keep, which uh, is a massive stone structure that stood uh, on the cliff over the northeast end of, north, sorry, northwest end of Clefturn, uh, facing Greenport there. Uh, that Lord's Keep has lost an entire tower, and the wall is uh, so destroyed right on the cliff side as to be entirely useless. Uh, and much of the cliff itself seems to have collapsed in what looks like a landslide. Reminds me, were we the only adventurers in Greenport? You were the ones the merchants came across and hired. Good. 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 So this was... <laughs> Good. Good. So you start passing around the uh, south end of the island, and you see that much of the rope and uh, wood scaffolding that was used in assembling the pieces of the ships, they, uh, that's all splintered and shredded. As you start progressing towards the inlet uh, on the eastern end uh, of the island, the damage seems to be less. There are a few collapsed roofs and fallen trees, but nothing you wouldn't expect to see as the aftermath of a storm, just a, a bad thunderstorm. And from there, you make your way into the inlet. Your dinghy pushes in uh, and starts to come to uh, a dock uh, there in that that river. And while you're disembarking there, crowds of people come close. uh, And you hear some murmurings of, Adventures! Adventures! And uh, a lot of people are are looking at you petitioning, uh, like, You're here to help? You're here here to, to, to help us? Rose whips out her lute and starts playing a slamming tune. All right, party people. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. 
We are the adventurers that you have been waiting for. And are you ready to do this thing, whatever this thing may be? What you got for us? You over here, you with the with the shirt in the face. <laughs> uh, roll me a uh, persuasion check. Whoop. I got an eight. Oh, plus five is 13. <laughs> The, the petitioning faces start uh, looking a little uh, more hopeful and expectant. One, uh, one individual, um, a man in a shirt, as, as you expected. Um, <laughs> and a face. <laughs> he's got a face. Yep. Um, a face. He, he, he comes and says, oh, yes, well, you should go to the Lord's Keep. That's, that's where the sheriff is. Um, and as he's saying this, uh, there's a, a small company of, of cities, city guardsmen uh, who start approaching you. And there's uh, one human woman uh, in their midst and armored. She, she comes behind him and you know, kind of puts a hand on his shoulder to, to shuffle him off to the side and says, You, these, uh, you three are the adventurers then? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. My, my name is Lieutenant Yarrow. You can you can call me lieutenant if you want. Really up to you. But uh, as as my man here said, let me take you to the the Lord's Keep. Come with me. The one missing a tower, right? Uh, oh yes. Of course, you you saw some of the damage. It was quite a quite a storm. We'll 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 clarify some of that for you once once we get there. So come with me now. Can I roll an insight? Because I'm just. Mm-hmm. Not, not. I'm not convinced that it was uh, a storm necessarily. So I'm gonna roll inside on like what might have actually. Like, can I see the castle like from a distance, or can we see the castle from a distance? Or yes, okay. you you can see uh, the the top of it from from a distance. It's kind of up northwest of you, but it's it's nestled relatively high to overlook the town. I rolled the insight. It is a an eight total, a five plus a three. Yeah, you're not terribly sure about anything at this juncture here. Uh, everything seems more or less in order. All right. So, so do you follow? Yes, Andre uh, is following. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, while we're doing that, uh, Jet and Lefree is going to take the time to uh, consider uh, do a mm-hmm. history check, essentially, to think of like the history of this time, like any oh, big sure. storms, things like that going on. And that was a net twenty Ooh. for twenty seven. <laughs> nice. And that was a history check, right? Yes. Yeah. So you know quite a bit about Clefturn here. What I said already. Um, you also know that the the current lord is a man named Lord Wantash. He's been there for a little over a decade. In that time, the island has had its fair share of storms. Uh, and they're they're more or less prepared for such things. Uh, storms will kind of wreck some of the the buildings and things that they have there, but they're they're usually fairly prepared to to rebuild. Uh, something quite this uh, intense hasn't really been heard of lately. Many many years ago, there there were maybe a couple um, hurricanes, but they're they're terribly not terribly common in this region. It's a little. So then while we're heading up, uh, Jedin turns to uh, the other two and is like, I don't suppose you, either of you would have any ash on you, would you? Ash? Burn cinders? Anything? No, probably a coincidental name. Anyways, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I have some from the bodies of my enemies. <laughs> no, that is a joke. That's okay. Let's keep that as plan C. C. 
Uh, so Andre's lived up in the the Foggy Mountains for quite a while, so he doesn't uh, necessarily understand the humor of of the folks down uh, under uh, below the mountain. Uh, and mm-hmm. so he takes a moment of soaks and he's like, "Oh, you're making a joke," and uh, slaps on the back. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up high. The best part is Jedin wasn't making a joke. He just wasn't sure. Well, he, he was slapping Rose on the back about yes. the, the uh, ash of the enemies. Mm-hmm. Ah, that, that was oh, the, the one. Enemies. Okay, okay, okay. No, you're, you're I good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Huh. Mm. It's not all about you, you gnome. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't worry. I, I'm used to things going over my head. because <laughs> <laughs> you're short. Uh, again, uh, um, Jedin looks at you with his twenty intelligence. Is like, yes. okay. So, so one, um, Andre, Andre <laughs> does take a moment and again soaks that in. Is like, ah, you make joke too, Noman Slaps uh, uh, Jedin on the back. <laughs> and he stumbles <laughs> several feet. Yep. Now, in response to this, uh, um, so asking about Ash, uh, I, uh, I do have a tinder box. Is that something? A small container holds flint, fire, uh, fire steel, and tinder used to kindle a fire. Rain check on the ash. Rain check on the ash. Ask again when there's rain. That's not what that means. <laughs> but pretend like it does. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. It's going to take you a few minutes uh, along the way. Um, you can use your perception to notice things about the town or kind of take things in uh, as you go. Yeah, sure. If the straight plus zero on perception, I'll try rolling that. Okay. Three. <laughs> Not perceptive at all. You don't notice anything. So we're just walking over to the tower right now, right? Right. Uh, you have uh, Lieutenant Yarrow and mm-hmm. uh, two other uh, city guardsmen uh, accompanying her. I don't know if this works, so you can tell me no, because <laughs> all of this is new to okay. me anyways. <laughs> Mm. But Rose is going to take out her little pan flute, and mm. I'm going to roll a performance. Okay, okay. I got a, a B. I don't know what that means. So that's a net oh, 20. Oh, okay. I got, a, I got 27. You got a B. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it just said B. That's really weird to me. <laughs> yeah, on this, the, the, the 20 is a B. That's hilarious. For some reason. Fantastic. So um, I rolled that. And she's going to, like, play a little ditty on her flute and use that to kind of, like, get their attention and kind of, like, get them in a chill mood and just, like, really at ease and stuff. And she'll just kind of, like, hang back by one of them and be like, so so how have things been around here lately? Like, it looks great. You look great. People seem great. But there's trouble going on? I don't believe that for a second. Come on. Would I also need to do like a persuasion for that too? I'm I'm gonna let your performance uh, count in in that sphere okay. here because um, I mean you're a bard. Music is kind of your language, so sometimes a performance can work that way. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let this one work that way in this instance. So um, let me know when when is the the flute playing happening? Is it right at the beginning, towards the middle, or towards the end of the the trip? I'd say it's like towards the middle. Towards the middle? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the attention of a lot of people. And as you're going, you're noticing that, you know, people are, are working to kind of repair stuff. But a number of people kind of stop and, and put down the, the things that they're carrying to, to watch you. 
a lot of people start gathering around and following as you're as you're walking along. Um, and some of the people who have been following you are for for a while answer. There's there's um, one one woman in particular. Oh yes, my my bakery was attacked in the evening by uh, an army of ghosts. They just whooshed in and stole all my bread, and and it was all scattered everywhere. I, I, they didn't eat it, of course. I found it on the ground because ghosts don't eat. Or at least they don't eat bread. But a soul is another matter. And they they destroyed everything. My my shop is still standing, but but they wrecked the inside of it and whoosh, tore everything out. As she's talking, there's a there's a, a man who's come along a little more recently, who says, "You're crazy, old lady. It wasn't." Ghosts! It it was a, a massive sea monster that came out and started wrecking the coastline, tearing up all the buildings and and houses and and devouring people. And she's, no, it wasn't. It was ghosts. Someone should really do a sociolinguistic study of this island. Interesting. <laughs> 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 Is the lady shop nearby? She's been following for a little while, so you'd assume not, but you can ask. I would like to see your shop. Oh, my shop is, is way back to the... Uh, it's further to east, closer to the inlet. It's, it's in a more uh, residential area that people come and, and enjoy their, their morning bagels and pastries and, and things. Uh, it's not up here where, where this uh, more nobility live. Um, out of character question. We, uh, so we are like on our way to the castle to talk to the, the, yes. the king, right? The, the Lord. Thank you, yeah. the Lord. Understanding that this is uh, probably a... F- talking to the Lord is probably a more pressing matter. Uh, Andre, uh, speaking for himself, but uh, also maybe uh, in- injecting the group in there, and just says, uh, we talk to the Lord now. We will look at your shop later. Mm-hmm. Save some bread. Wink. And she says wink, because she's got a mask on, so you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's kind of creepy. I like it. <laughs> yeah, she she more or less accepts that. She's not really looking for for help to to take care of her shop at this point necessarily either. It's just kind of a community support that this happened and here's the information. Andre is more interested like what is you know saying that there were were ghosts like uh seems mm-hmm. very familiar to Andre and like uh, he doesn't actually necessarily believe in ghosts, but like uh, maybe there is something else afoot happening here. Gotcha. Uh, right. Part of the reason why I'd say Jed and Leffrey had such a terrible perception check is after hearing this conversation, he amuses himself by conjuring cupcakes into his hands <laughs> on the way because uh, with minor conjuration, he can conjure an inanimate object into his hand or uh, no larger than three feet on a side and no more than 10 pounds into his hand or an unoccupied space that he can see within 10 feet. Hmm. And it disappears after an hour uh, when it uses when he uses it again or when it takes or deals any damage. So he keeps just, like, summoning new cupcakes. <laughs> so does the old nice. one disappear from his stomach? Uh, if you ate it, it would disappear after an hour. <laughs> Good. So uh, I suppose we're, we're continuing to follow to the Lord's estate. Yes, yeah, so as you go, you saw the damage uh, to the Lord's Keep earlier on your way in. Uh, the uh, marble and uh, cedar architecture 
it's been all but obliterated. Uh, only a, a small section remains really usable. The, the damage here is worse than anywhere else you've seen. The Lord's Keep is the most destroyed thing that you've seen so far. All that really remains is this foyer at the, at the front. Everything else is almost completely uh, open to the air. Uh, but even in that foyer, you see water leaking from the corners of the ceiling, which have buckled as if under some great weight. And from there, uh, Lieutenant Yarrow says, This way with... Oh, let me get her voice right. <laughs> <laughs> this way with, with you. In, in here, please. It's, uh, the, the, the sheriff will be with you in just a moment. Seriously, is it because someone transplanted from the mainland? <laughs> is it because it's cosmopolitan? I suppose it's a port, so it's a bit cosmopolitan. Oh, just let them have their fun. <laughs> um, she she points to um, a bench on one side of the foyer. Um, it's a stone bench. Um, it's a little wet, but you're welcome to sit in it if you choose. I am concerned that you have to sit in the bench instead of on the bench. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Does Rose just become one with stone benches? <laughs> but the fact that there was water like on top of it just made that that slight difference uh, perfect. And- Andre sits down; it'd be quite uh, similar to the accommodations he has back at home, and he uh, picks up uh, Jedin and uh, just sets him on the the stone bench with him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was going to be setting him on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I was expecting too. Jen and Assassin like conjures basically like a pillow to soak up some of the water right before he sits down on it. Wait, can't prestidigitation just like clean stuff? Yes, but I don't know if I actually know that. Oh, okay. As, or at least I haven't prepared that today. Well, it's a cantrip, so. Yes, but I have a set number of cantrips. Right. Yeah, you don't prepare cantrips. You just yeah, cantrips you just know. Okay, and I only know four cantrips right. at the moment. Okay, that's fine. So you just have to daub it up like a like a chump. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, prepare for this. That's the kind of dungeon master I am. I throw shade on all my characters. <laughs> well, we are indoors. So. <laughs> exactly. If, if I need to fight back, I can go back and uh, talk about your creative naming scheme that you had before too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go back and should we go back and name it the Green Mountain instead of the Foggy Mountain? We can do that if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did kind of call where you were in the Foggy Mountains, so glass houses and stones, I think, are coming yes. to mind. As you're as you're there waiting, Lieutenant Yarrow goes through a door on the opposite side, and you can hear some muttering beyond it before uh, the door opens once again, and out comes a black-haired, medium-height, half-elf man who's also wearing armor, but it's much more decorated than uh, Lieutenant Yarrow's. Not shinier, but it looks to be of much better quality. And he says, My name is Sheriff Billing Black. I am in charge here as uh, Lord Wantash is, is away. And I'm pleased that you've come from the mainland to assist us. Uh, please, uh, come with me. He turns back towards the, the doorway where he came from. Yeah, okay. Rose just follows him in. You must be from further inland. <laughs> uh, J- yeah. Jedin, you know, works himself off of this stone bench that is <laughs> fairly high up for him and, uh-huh. and goes to follow as well. Good. 
Um, so he leads you into uh, what appears to be a, a small study. Um, it's not a, a full-fledged office or study or library or anything. It's just uh, it has a, a writing desk standing to one side. Uh, there are just a few books that sit uh, tilted on a, a low shelf near the writing desk. Uh, and there's a red velvet curtain crossing the, the room covering uh, the entire end uh, behind the sheriff. He comes in. There's not really anywhere to sit in here either. Uh, the desk, the writing desk is a standing writing desk. It's very progressive. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he stands in front of the curtain and turns towards you. Um, and Lieutenant Yarrow uh, leaves out the door and closes the, the door behind her. So it's just you three, uh, Sheriff Black, in this study. I'm certain you would like an explanation Lord Wontash is away on business. He's been gone since yesterday afternoon. He left me in charge. He headed towards the mainland and up the Green River. In the middle of the night, last night, there was a storm rolling in. Nothing too unusual. But in that storm, there was a mist, and then explosions came out of the water. And there were there was uh, reports of, of roaring and things, but when it was all over, some of the watch saw something swimming towards the river. I was in the midst of the town when this occurred. I I, I returned to the the Lord's Keep later to find the wreckage that had occurred, but the guardsmen who are here, who survived anyway reported seeing something swimming up the Green River, something very large. This whole northwestern area was badly damaged. Uh, many who were injured have been brought to the clerics in the east, where really no damage occurred from these, what I assume, are attacks. There was one injury that was different, however, and he pulls the, the curtain that's been uh, crossing the room there. Uh, and there you see uh, a little girl, human girl, who's five or six years old, lying peacefully on a chaise lounge. There's a quilt covering her body, and the wall behind her is three-quarters destroyed, uh, and the bay is visible beyond it. Her skin is pale, uh, and her face is covered in spackles of blood. The sheriff says, she was brought here when the attack ceased. The person who left her was, I couldn't make out his face. I didn't recognize his voice either, but he just commanded that we care for her and said, Lord Wontash's orders. And then he left. We've since been able to identify her as Gretchen Jonah. Her parents are Daniel and Cassandra Jonah. They're, they're a shipwright family. The whole family's business is worked on it. But the, the family's house is, is near the east side of the island, just to the north side of the inlet, and it's been completely demolished. The girl's parents were found dead inside the wreckage of the house. Bummer. So, so to be clear, the Lord left late last afternoon, going up the river mm -hmm. on some sort of business, and then... As soon as he left, shortly after, there was a storm, explosions coming out of the water. It's so interesting that we have a word for explosion. Anyways, uh, that's, um, that's, that's meta knowledge. But uh, yes, explosions coming out of the water. 
and reports of roaring, which you say that this is the most heavily attacked area, but the reports didn't come from here. And then reports of something large coming in, uh, heading up the river, presumably in the same direction as the Lord. There seem to be a lot of uh, indications and connections there. But then there's this Gretchen Jonah who arrived who, by a person you do not recognize, despite this being a fairly small island with a small number of people and you being the head lawkeeper in charge of this island. Yes. Um, saying to care for her under the Lord's orders, the Lord who left before this catastrophe happened and therefore could not have given such an order unless it was a long-standing order for some other reason. Is that what we're going to at the moment? I'm as baffled as you are. Okay. First things first, if I may, can I do an arcana check to see if this brings any bells? Yes, absolutely. Um, for just, like, what's going on, what might be attacking. Mm-hmm. Ugh, terrible 12. Well, you know the that sea monsters have been reported in different areas. That's about mm-hmm. as, as similar as this sounds. Um, for, for one to come out of the ocean and go up the river, though, it seems a little strange. Um, yeah. That's not... Not unheard of, but it's not terribly common. Okay. Uh, the other thing, given the inv- investig- or given uh, what we've just heard here and the history check that I rolled earlier, uh, if I can combine those, I'll work with that as an investigation check about the family of Lord Wantash, uh, both past, present, and currently. What's, what, uh, what, what I was planning to do an investigation, that? if I could. Okay, investigation is a is a hands-on sort of check, so you'd be, like, looking in, like... You... So would it just be, like, a history yeah. to put together? I'm just trying to, like, put together what I have. Right, that'd be a history check. So it'd be... A, okay, a secondary history. Okay. Because I have suspicions. 23. Lord Wantash's family is not terribly well known. Um, he's, he's known to be a half-elf and uh, was reportedly a cleric um, of some standing... Um, okay. before ascending to um, this uh, political position, which is, uh, I should say, not an elected position, but it is uh, a- appointed by a-, a complicated set of agreements between uh, the port and the island. Mm. It's not an inherited uh, position either. I, I was, and I-, I didn't clarify this as well as I would like, I was thinking less about his like family history and more about the history of his personal and immediate family. Oh, his personal and immediate family. He is not known to have any personal family. Um, he, he's not known to be married or to have any children. Uh, and that's the official line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't give me much. I don't have uh, anything in medicine, so I can't really check on Gretchen. Uh, if you wanted, you could try rolling an arcana on her. Anyone else could try rolling a medicine on her as well. Ooh. I'm up to rolling an arcana on her. Nine. Oh, I can maybe I'm, beat that. Ooh. I rolled a two. So. <laughs> I can maybe not beat that. You got an eight. <laughs> um, oh, can I also yeah. still do a medicine? We're we doing arcana. <laughs> yes, you can. Arcana and or medicine. <laughs> I'm gonna start with my medicine check. You know what? I'm gonna roll a raw Oof. medicine because that was so <laughs> terrible. Go for it. Nope. Nine. Andre rolled a four, so he thinks she might be sick. She might be faking it though. <laughs> good and uh 10 for the arcana check oh my goodness wow. you, is, that's the wow. you got the best arcana <laughs> out of everybody um, <laughs> and you're the worst at it um so that's funny. Yep. Uh, 
Jaden's like, I have spent all my life training and studying Arcana, and this... Here's here here's how this this is gonna work. So, um, Jaden, you're you're kind of investigating over her, but you're you're not terribly focused uh, as you're as you're checking things out. So you can't really mm-hmm. tell um, what's what's wrong with her. Um, Rose, you get down closer to you know check her her physically. Um, you find zero injuries on her. She has has no visible bruising or abrasions or anything. She seems to be fine, except that she's pale and unconscious and non-responsive. And Andre, you're looking at her, and maybe it's a maybe it's a, a memory or something. You just get this feeling. It's like, nope, that's magic. That's that's magic. Okay. No, I, I, the way I imagine it is one of those things where it's uh, and maybe this isn't the f- right fluff for, it, but it's one of those things where mm-hmm. um, Jedin is uh, looking and like he's thinking like too deeply about it. And he's just like not figuring it out. Like, mm-hmm. isn't it just some? It's magic. It's something magical. It's it's something along those lines, right? <laughs> yeah, and and Jedin, you would agree with that too, uh, but you would not be able to identify mm-hmm. what magic it is. Ah, I see. Something magical is keeping this girl unconscious, which, under orders from the Lord, I wish there's too little information at the moment. But uh, out of character again to get this clear, the the Lord was not like the Lord went. Everything was attacked, yep. and then she mm-hmm. showed up, yep. and we now have directions mm-hmm. from the Lord. Well, they have directions from the Lord yep. to keep her safe. That puts two theories in my mind. Theory number one, this is the either illegitimate or simply unrecognized daughter of Lord Wantash. And so there were standing orders to protect her, which is why she was brought here. Uh, Option two, putting in the magic in play, she's a time bomb. And so they're placing her where she'll do the most damage. And, and that really depends on how clever this thing attacking is. If this is a sea monster looking for revenge, she's probably the daughter or related to him in some way. If this is a conspiracy or something using a sea monster, they might be looking to wipe Lord Wantash out entirely, in which case she's a time bomb. I would like to speak to the servants and just go over what's uh, going on and everything, just to see... Speak more about Lord Wantash, see what might, who might be wishing to attack him and what's going on. Maybe this connection with this Gretchen as well. Uh, we can see what's going on there. Uh, Andre, well, you've, you've talked with that Baker woman. Uh, if you could maybe follow up on that, see what's going on there, anything else that's going on. And then Rose Quartz, uh, if you, you seem to have a rapport with the people already, so maybe if you could, ch- uh, on your way, while well, you're going to maybe check out the parents' house of this Gretchen, because these seem to be the only deaths uh, from this attack. Uh, if you could if you could check with that and uh, talk with the people as you're going, just to see more of what happened here. There seems to be... We've got, a cu- we've got some information here and there, but getting a clearer picture might allow us to know what to do next. I don't know if time is of the essence. There seems to be something chasing after the uh, Lord here. So, uh, Sheriff, I have completely forgotten your name, and that will continue, so I apologize. Uh, if you <laughs> could send a missive to the mainland to get someone something sent towards the Lord to let him know something might be pursuing him, um, that would probably be beneficial for everyone. Anyways, uh, this is about the point where why am I the one talking? I'm a scholar. What's going on here? Would be a little bit difficult to speak to the staff as 
most of them have departed from the keep in order to help repairs around the town, but I can show you to where some of them might be. I believe I know where Lord Wantash's butler is today, uh, so... Ah, we've solved the case. The <laughs> butler did it. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I can have you directed that way, and I, I will... I'll certainly send a message on that advice uh, back to the mainland uh, to warn the, the lord of impending danger. Um, and he turns to direct you towards the door. Before you leave, from the sunken cliff beyond the crushed-in wall, the, the sea spray has, has been there off and on, giving a dampness to the room. Uh, but it starts swirling in uh, different ways. There, there are piles of, of mud and, and stone on the floor, uh, and there's a biting chill that starts pushing in. You start hearing this sound. The mud bubbles up, and you see a slimy, impish figure with a long hooked nose and sharp wings rise out of the mud, grinning. Uh, hot droplets of water coalesce into a similar-looking being, this one steamy and transparent, uh, almost blurry. And the cold that you feel becomes solid as ice crystals manifest into a third being with a similar shape, this one seemingly made of icicles. And together, they are laughing. <laughs> Roll for initiative, please. All right. So I, was just gonna have, I was just going to have Jed in, like, completely deadpan. Yes, can we help you? <laughs> <laughs> but, so you said it was ice, mud, and... Uh, steam. Oh, wow. Steam. Okay. I guess Jed was just uh, motivated. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your AC, Jed? Uh, can I get an... Can I do an... It would be arcana or uh, religion would give me more on what these things are. Do initiative first. I did. And then, I got an 18. Oh, what's your initiative? 18. Um, what's everybody else's initiative? Eight. Six. Yes, you can you can roll an arcana to yeah. see if you know what these are. Anybody can. Um, uh, 10. Why am I rolling so horrendously in arcana? I got a 23. Ooh, look at that. So what am I What am I rolling? Uh, you can roll an arcana if you want. All right. Yeah. Apparently I'm better at this. My character's better at this than yours, so. <sighs> Not today, though. All right, yeah, Jedin, you do know that these are methods. Mm-hmm. You don't know much more about them okay. than that. You know, they're... Wasn't my area of expertise. Yeah. That's, a, that's evocation. Who cares? Uh, yeah, Rose, you know them to be methods, which are elemental beings that are not native to this plane of existence. Uh, sometimes they'll appear where there's a, a breach between uh, this world and the elemental plane. Um, these three are uh, mud method. Uh, which is uh, a method of earth and water, and uh, a steam method, which is a, a an elemental of water and fire, uh, and an ice method, uh, which is uh, an elemental of water and air. Uh, you would also know some of their um, vulnerabilities and immunities. Uh, the ice method, for instance, is vulnerable to bludgeoning and fire damage. It is immune to cold and poison damage. 
the mud method is immune to poison, and the steam method is immune to fire and poison. Alright, you guys, we got three different kinds of soup. So, one of them doesn't <laughs> taste good with fire, one of them doesn't taste good with poison, <laughs> and one of them doesn't taste good with the third thing that I don't remember. Was it ice? Is that right? Is the ice one immune to ice? Yes, ice is immune to cold. Mm-hmm. Speaking is a free action, right? Yeah. Speaking is a free action. Yes, okay. talking is a free action. All right. So then, um, oh, is it Jedin's turn here? Is he the fastest? Jedin is the fastest. I want. I want to clarify which. Who got the eight and who got the six in initiative? I got the eight. And Paul got the six. And so you're saying that the doesn't taste okay. good is what they're immune to? Did we know vulnerabilities, or did she know vulnerabilities, or no? Uh, the only vulnerability is the ice, which is vulnerable to bludgeoning and fire. And so, with that information, Andre uh, grabs his mo- morning star from behind his back and says, "I will take the cold one." <laughs> Jaden kind of has a moment. He, he does kind of have a moment where he just kind of turns to them and sighs and is just like, "Of course, of course, of course, of course." Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. He uses magic missile on uh, the steam methods. That seems the most concerning to him. Uh, what's the text of Magic Missile say? Magic Missile. You create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see within range. A dart deals 1d4 plus 1 force damage to its targets. The darts all strike simultaneously, and you can direct them to hit one creature or several. I'm just going to fire them all at the steam method, just to kind of overload it. Yeah, it does not require an attack roll, correct? No, it is not a hit. I'm casting it, it, it is, uh, I'm casting it at first level, I'm not gonna pump it up higher, so it's gonna be three darts. And so, that's a shame, I can't do it that way. Oh, that's how I do it, okay. For magic missile. First mm-hmm. magic missile does two damage to it. The second dart okay. does three damage. And the third dart does three damage. So a total of eight force damage is done to the steam method. It did not like that, and it hisses at you. Yeah, so he kind of casts it out and fires it at them. He just kind of nods and is just completely unfazed by these things popping up. Hey, what uh, languages does everybody speak? Celestial, common, draconic, and gnomish. Common and giant. Celestial, common, primordial, and sylvan. She can talk to the, the, the things from the primordial ooze, you know. I forget. I, I did look at that. It's the language of elementals. Oh, nice. I, I'll say that with um, the, the sounds besides their, their laughter that these methods are making, Rose, it sounds similar to some things that you would understand, but not totally right. It's like if, you, if someone were fluent in Spanish and heard someone speaking Portuguese. Well, lucky for me, I'm learning Spanish. Ha ha ha. Hey. Donde esta el banco? No. Tu tienes pantalones de queso en su cebolla. <laughs> uh, un, una cerveza, por favor. Moving on from that, it's Rose's turn. <laughs> oh, I, I do enjoy that uh, we can speak in celestial to each other if we want. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. <laughs> um. You guys in your celestial club always making Andre feel left out. <laughs> oh. I, I, I am more than willing to teach just about anything if you ask. Just for fun, I'll attack with my rapier, because that sounds like a good time. You are closest to the mud one, but you can make it to any of them. Okay. 
We're, we're nicely split. Oh, we'll just go after the mud one then. And uh, if any of them attack us, they will hit us because all of our armor class <laughs> suck. <laughs> all right, roll your attack with your rapier. So I got a six. So I got twenty. Twenty to that. hit that. That hits. And then I got yes. an eight, eight for total. damage. Yes, eight total. All right, it is also not happy. So yeah, you you stab it, uh, and it's it's at you, <laughs> uh, which brings us to Andre. All right. Um. So question: If something has a a I'm going to use Pokemon terms, it's probably not the right D&D terms, but, but if something has a weakness, uh, how does that affect the damage done? Yep, uh, resistance halves damage, vulnerability doubles damage. Um, I'm just checking, so like, if I were to do the unarmed, unarmed strike, that's just a straight 5 damage, but it would double to 10 damage, right? Uh, correct. If I'm attacking the ice one. Okay. So that's what we're uh, doing. I'm going to retcon something here. Andre did not pull out his Morning Star, but he instead of pulling out his Morning Star at the start of the battle, he uh, puts his uh, hands together and like cracked his knuckles and got ready to like just uh, punch at this thing. So he takes mm-hmm. a, a running go at the ice. Um, what are these called again? The ice... Method. Method. The ice method. And let's see how this roll goes. It, uh, it's a 12 to hit. That hits. All right. And, uh, as I said, it's just a straight five bludgeoning, but that's going to get doubled to ten. Sweet. Yeah, it is uh, not happy at all. Yeah, so he, he runs up and he just uh, kind of brings back his fist and does a, uh... I assume that uh, he's saw, uh, standing above it? Standing above the method? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, he like he's taller than the it's, method. It, he is taller than the method. The method is flying at about his height, though. Okay. And just uh, kind of uh, does a, a relatively big uh, wind-up and just uh, punches it straight in the uh, torso area. Very good, very good. All right, so yes, you punch that thing, and you see some cracks in the ice shards uh, that make up its body. Action sur- uh, surge. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, this is a thing I can do. It is. You fighter, you. Yep, yep, that's right. So, uh... Additional action. Seeing see those, uh... Uh, those cracks coming. Uh, um, Andre thinks he can probably finish it off with another blow. So he punched with one, and seeing those cracks coming, he winds up for another punch. I was about to roll a real d20 on this, but we're just... Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to attack. We're going to roll another unarmed strike. This one is a uh, 13 plus 6. That's a 19, so that'll hit. That and that'll hits. do, uh, again, uh, 10 bludgeoning damage. 10 damage. Awesome. It is not dead, but it is... Hanging on by a thread. The the methods um, take a, a moment here. Uh, the 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 mud and steam methods notice what's happening to their comrade, and they both start ululating uh, in uh, an interesting way that uh, sounds almost like a, a, a mournful hunting call uh, and. <laughs> And so, we're going to roll a couple dice here. Oh, no. Okay. Um, oh, oh, I read that wrong. Okay. Um, and close to the, the mud method. No, we're going to say on the other side of Andre, out of the, the stone floor rises out another mud method. So you're you're flanked by methods there, Andre. And 
Beyond that, facing Jedin and the Sheriff, three steam methods coalesce into existence. So they summon uh, some extra methods. Now, Rose, you know from your um, previous role that um, methods can only attempt to do this once per day. And the the ones that they summon um, don't last terribly long, but not terribly long still might be an entire combat. That's that's a thing. All right, uh, and then um, with that, the the one steam method that you saw earlier um, starts coming down to, to grab a hold of, of the girl uh, and tries to, to lift her up, but doesn't seem to have uh, the strength um, to to do it. Um, the mud method in front of you, Rose, um, breathes some mud at you. That was a that was a bonus action with summoning methods. Belches uh, some some mud uh, towards you. Uh, so roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. And I got a sixteen total. Woo! You are just fine. You you dodge right out of the way. The other mud method does the same thing towards you, Andre. So give me a dexterity saving throw yourself. Yes, Andre, dexterity saving throw. Dodge the mud. Uh, 14 plus 2, 16. You are also just fine. Where's the um, plus 2 on your dexterity saving I- throw coming from? Saving throw, right? Oh, no. Andre, you don't have a plus 2. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I just throw. saw a dex and acrobatics. I apologize. Oh, you did acrobatics. Yeah. Got it. Let me, uh, will you take just a straight 14, then? The 14 okay. is also fine. Thank you. You're safe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No, no, you're, um, you're fine. I, I, no, I saw a thing that said Dex and I clicked it. <laughs> There's a lot of things. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of... No, we, should play, we should play a less complicated system like PTU. <laughs> 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 um, I, I'm going to need you to roll me another dexterity saving throw there, Andre, because the ice method that you've almost completely destroyed... Uh, is is breathing some frost at you. Thirteen. Uh, you succeed. Um, the thing is, uh-huh. uh, it breathes in a fifteen foot cone, um, so that means it's going to wind up hitting uh, a couple of the methods behind it. One of the mud, uh, the the new mud method, and one of the new steam methods. So they are also going to have to roll this dexterity. One makes it. The mud, the mud one makes it. The uh, steam one does not. So what happens if coldness meets steam? Uh, well, it's not immune to cold, so it's going to take normal normal damage. Not enough to kill it, but it didn't. It wasn't happy about it. Then these uh, three new steam methods uh, breathe towards you, Jaden, and it's going to hit towards the sheriff as well. Uh, Jaden, yeah, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw also. How's a five get me? You are going to take eight fire damage. Yachi. The sheriff is um, managed to dodge most of it, but um, still takes some damage. Uh, so he takes four damage. He's not looking too hot, except that he is because of his steam. Um, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna um, let that be that. So, we are to the sheriff, and he is uh, going to throw a spear straight at the steam method in front of him. And he hits. Not terribly much damage. 
Um, it, and it's kind of weird how it hits this being made of steam because it kind of wedges into it a little, but then just floats down to the ground. Uh, and the method goes. And sheriff, answer me a question. You, this is five feet in front of us, right? Yeah, uh, okay. it's ten. I thought he just like threw a spear at something no. standing in front of him. I was concerned. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. This yeah. makes sense. This tracks. Yeah, you're you're back a little ways. You and the the sheriff. Um, but then he he runs up, he he runs up closer to it to pick up his spear once again. But now he's standing right in front of the the, the steam method. Oh, um, I should say also the ice method is going to try to fly upwards away from you, uh, Andre, which gives you an opportunity. All right, let's attack. do it. Just uh, roll a straight up d twenty. Uh, yep, just roll a, mm-hmm. roll your attack. We'll st- keep going with this unarmed strike. That is a uh, dirty twenty. Uh, that hits. And that's uh, going to be enough to shatter this ice method. Shards of ice fall to the floor and immediately begin melting. But you must now make a dexterity saving throw because it's exploding in a burst of jagged ice as it dies. So, right. so yeah, as this uh, method starts to uh, 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 float away, uh, it, um, Andre uh, does a jump as it starts to get out of its reach, where he jumps and he's able to smash it out of the air. And as he comes down, he also covers his head from the falling glass, because I assume a 15 for a yes, dex check it will be sufficient. Um, however, do you have evasion or anything like that? Uh, where would I find that? Uh, features and traits. Um, let's see here. Efficiencies, fighting style, action surge. Um, oh, um, I do have a resistance to cold damage, if that's, if that's the thing. So, yeah, okay, you are going to take only one uh, slashing damage. And I should have thought of that earlier, too, with the, the frost breath, because you would still take half as much damage on a successful save. But half damage on the successful successful save and half damage from your resistance to the cold damage I'm, I'm going to call it even uh, you don't take any but so. you take the one from the slashing damage but you do take the slashing damage All right. Yeah. so yes that is that and we're back up to Jedi. remind me which one of these was immune to poison again must be the mud mm-hmm. all of them now the mud and steam are all immune to poison of course they all are okay few of them, but I can only attack one at a time, and I have no desire to use all of my spells now. None of them are, like, in the same five-foot block, are they? No. Well, yes. Um, no, not in the same five-foot block. I guess when all you have is a hammer, let's just keep firing out with magic missile. Um, it was one. It was a steam method that tried to pick yep. up the girl. Right, I'm going to fire on that one, because that's the same one that I already correct. fired on, correct? Okay, uh, I'm going to keep it first level, so firing another first level magic missile, just casting out the blasts, and they're all coming around. The first one does two damage, second one does three damage, got to roll better than this, third one does two damage, never mind, seven damage total. Uh, it is doing very badly. Um... I'm sorry, she's not for you. <laughs> And he backs up a bit to get out of the range of all of the uh, steam being spewed out and mud and stuff. Rose. Uh, what is within five feet of me? Uh, you've got the mud method right in front of you that you were attacking earlier. Cool, just keep hacking away at that one. I'll use two hands with my long sword. Go for it. Roll your roll the hit. Cool. 
So I rolled an 11 to hit, and I rolled a 4 for damage. <laughs> okay, okay. It didn't like it, but uh, it's it kind of squelches into the muddy body as you slash down onto it. And You're so little, you're too down low for me. <laughs> uh, Andre, you're up. Alright, so we have taken out uh, the, uh, the ice genasi, or not genasi, the, the um... Hey! <laughs> Method. Method. Thank you. And uh, there are, mm-hmm. uh, I, well, I suppose with my morning star, I, I can only talk, attack one at a time, right? Correct. You can still uh, action surge if, if you have I can't, but I only get the surge. one per short rest, and I'm guessing I have not had a short rest one. yet. Alright. You... <laughs> no, that I'm takes an hour. Just, take a break, guys. We'll come back in an hour. We'll, we'll keep doing this. <laughs> Give me a sec. I mean, I'd kind of be okay with that. I'm a wizard. I need that too. <laughs> After uh, taking out the ice method, uh, Andre now uh, takes out his morning star and sets his sights on one of the there is one right behind uh, you, the so. mud methods. All right, that's that's the one we're gonna go for. Uh, Thirteen, uh, seven plus that six. Hits. All right, so let's go ahead and roll some piercing damage on this, and so we're gonna get uh, ten piercing damage coming from the Morning Star. So, uh, uh, so after uh, punching the um, uh, the ice one, uh, he turns around and sets his sights on the mud one, and uh, brings it uh, double-handed over his head and strikes down on on the mud method. That that does it. It's not happy. It's still there. It's still there. Um, is that your turn then? Uh, that is all I can do on my turn, yeah. The uh, mud method that uh, was slashed by Rose uh, tries to hit her with its fists. <laughs> Rears up and strikes at you. Does a 13 hit your AC, Rose? 12. Okay, so it does, it hits, and that does 7 bludgeoning damage to you. Uh, then the other mud method strikes at um, Andre for with a, an 11 to hit. Andre, does that beat your? Does an 11 beat your armor class? 11 does not beat my armor okay, class. Okay, it no. does not hit you. The two of the the other steam methods fly back towards the other one, surround the the body of the the girl and start lifting her body and with the three of them together they do manage to lift her off the bed um, but uh, the, so far all they've managed to do is get her body up off the bed can I use a perception to maybe see or maybe try to like tell what they're maybe saying or chattering to one another <laughs> yeah, uh, give me an intelligence check of some kind it can be Arcana or... Oh, I'll do Arcana because that's the best. And I got a 13. 13. Um, yes, you you can understand a little bit. You, you can hear uh, maybe one or two words you recognize, one of them being master and the other being something like treasure or prize or goal. Um, you're not quite sure uh, on that. Uh, the, the nuances aren't, aren't ideal for your understanding them. The, uh, the remaining steam method uh, attacks at the sheriff with its claws, slashing at him. That hits. Ooh, sheriff. He's not looking too hot, except there was some fire in those claws. Uh, so he is 
um, slashes him, and he's got this burning scrape across his face, uh, and he turns away in pain uh, as you see the the blood already um, being cauterized uh, by the heat uh, on his face. Um, He's going to turn around uh, and try to stab at it with his spear, which is going to hit. A little bit of damage, but not nearly enough uh, to get back at it. We're back up to Jedden. It's a terrible thing to question. The girl is unharmed. Correct. She is just being held aloft by three steam methods. And they're going to come after her. Okay. Jedden doesn't really like summon things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these things have kind of popped up and then Savan is getting there. He's good. Yeah, he may have to do something a bit cold-blooded. So the first thing I do is for my bonus action, Jedden mutters something and vanishes in a puff of Ooh. silvery mist. He uses Misty Step to reappear on top of the girl. Oh, boy. Um, I'm guessing that's too heavy for them, so they start dropping her. Um, She falls to the bed. Uh, It is soft, so... (laughs) Um, Are they still a little higher up? Not not much higher. They'd be about at your head level from where you are. Okay, uh, if I can try it, and this may not help her very much, but in the moments between me arriving and kind of still having that floating second and her hitting the bed... Uh, he's a little higher up, and in that moment, he mutters something mm-hmm. else, and spectral blades appear all around him and slash through the air. He uses the cantrip sword burst. Nice. Uh, all other creatures within five feet must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. Okay. Uh, the save DC for this is 15. Is that going to hit the girl, too? That's that's what I was just wondering. Uh, he's trying he, he's trying not to, but he factored I'm that gonna in. I'm going to say, the, I, I just looked at the text of it. It does say a circle, not a sphere. So okay. you got that. Okay. Yeah, so then she's below him. So. so I think she's safe. Yeah, so it just slashes around. So yep. they need to make a dexterity save, you said? Yes, DC 15. There are three of them here. What is their dex? Uh, two of them make it, uh, but one of them does not. And the one that does not is the one that has been hit in the past. Okay, that one takes two force damage. Two force damage. All right, it's not dead, but it's not looking happy. All right, and then he lands back there near where the girl is. Well, this is going to hurt. <laughs> uh, Rose, we're up to you. Rose is going to use her crossbow to try and hit some of the, or at least one of the steamy methods that's over by the girl. Two of them are untouched. One is looking very, very poor, and that was the original one that's looking very, very poor. Yeah, we'll go with the the poor one. <laughs> Let's go after yeah. the poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's only on a second. go after the poor? She wouldn't go after the poor. There's nothing in it for her. I got an eight. I am sorry, that misses. Your your okay. bolt goes wild yeah. and somewhere in the ocean. Wow. Any other actions, Rose? Do you have a bonus action? Or? Unless you, you let me you, use another one of my weapons, I have a, a two-weapon fighting. <laughs> oh, no, fighting. no, it's not quite that. I'm just kidding. Crossbows, um, no. you, you can use your bardic inspiration. You can do that, what, three times? For a long rest, yeah. Which gives bonus things to others if you want to give someone else a bonus. No. <laughs> okay, no. that's fine. A bard is not a team player. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. 
Uh, Alright, Andre, you're up. Uh, Andre is uh, going to uh, try and do Great. another attack on this mud method right in front of him. We've got a dirty 20. That and hits. And it's going to be six uh, piercing damage. So again, uh, so after uh, driving uh, it, uh, the uh, Morningstar down into this mud method, he uh, pulls it back up with just one hand now and slams it back down, doing six more damage. Nice. And as you lift it up, some mud is sticking to the morning star, and then it just squelches back into it. It's still, it's still there. It's, it's much weaker. Looking at you angrily. Um, that's going to bring us to the method. Mud method by uh, Rose. It's going to try to punch at you again uh, with its fists. That's going to miss. Uh, the one by you, Andre, is going to try to hit you. That's also a miss. Then the three steam methods uh, are all going to try to slash at you, Jedin. Starting with the one that has... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're going we're gonna to leave the one that has that, that you've dealt damage to until last. The other two are going to go first. Um, number two, that is a 10 That hit. misses? All right. Three, that's a 13 that to hit. That hits. Okay. To take one slashing damage and three fire damage, total of four. Okay, I'm still. And then up. the one that you hit before looks uh, menacingly at you and says, <laughs> and slashes at you and is a little too cocky and swings way wild. Are, are these Pokemon? Is it saying its own name? <laughs> <laughs> and then the the fourth one is going to slash at the sheriff and it is going to hit. And the sheriff is down with another s- scalding claw to the face. Uh, he collapses to the floor. Um, and that brings us back up to Jedin. One point, you globs of overheated seawater. <laughs> You're still in range. Sword burst, it's a cantrip. Nice! So uh, give me dexterity checks. If they beat 15, they're good. If not, they take force damage. Number two fails. How much damage? 1d6. Is it just number two that fails? Uh, Nope, not just number two. Uh, Well, hold on. Number three succeeds. And the the main one also fails, so those two fail. Okay, the first one takes six force damage, and the second one takes five force damage. Which causes it to puff into smoke. Uh, and as it does so, uh, the other three mm-hmm. just poof out of existence. Uh, the three that it summoned disappear. Uh, the one that just died explodes uh, in a cloud of steam. So would you please give me a dexterity saving throw? Jedin. That was a seven. Seven. Failure. Uh, you fail. Yep. Uh, and you take two fire damage. By the way, that would be a, a fun, like, double parody uh, of a country band and, like, a D&D thing. You could have the dex- dexterity chicks. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh I like that. That's good. Uh, yeah. So you're still standing on yep. top of Gretchen. But... Seen worse. <laughs> and he just looks over. Aren't you done yet? I'm the wizard here. Uh, Rose, you're up. <laughs> You've got two mud methods. Okay. Um, you're probably going to say no, but I'm going to try anyways. <laughs> 
I'll use rapier on whichever mud method is looking the worst. I, I enjoy that Roast Quartz uh, is like ambidextrous, holding a rapier in one hand and a long sword in the other, and just kind of going, eh, this time. This one, this time. <laughs> also, too, I'm like imagining since she has a number of weapons, that each time she's like pulling one out, she's just slipping it out of her sleeve and then like putting oh, it back uh, up through her sleeve. Yes. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, okay, you are closer to the one that does not look worse for wear, the original one. Um, the one that does look worse is over by Andre. You would have to step away from this one, which would give it an opportunity attack against you. Nah, I don't want to give it an opportunity, so I'll just hit it. And I did roll damage. Uh, did you roll And that is five. <laughs> what? Did you roll to hit? Or, sorry, that was to hit. Sorry, oh, five, five was to, to hit. hit. Okay, yep. you, yeah, you missed. Uh, you slashed yeah. at it and hit some actual mud instead of the mud method. Why are you all so short? <laughs> I I feel like I should take offense to that. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. Uh, Andre, you're up. Alright, Andre is going to uh, do another attack on this, uh, this uh, mud method. Uh, still uh, pummeling it with its morning star. We get a 23, yes, and it's going to look like 7 piercing damage on it. So as he continues to uh, keep slamming the morning star into this mud method, uh, striking uh, yes, down on it. It's still up, but uh, it's not happy. These muff- muffets, muffets, um, these muffins, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was back in the bakery, you got oh, to take okay. those. Um, well, they tried. <laughs> they tried. They tried. It didn't work. And that—that's why—that's why they wrecked up the rest of the shop. They just wanted some muffins, and they couldn't get them. So they're like, oh, forget this, and they just started like turning over tables and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh boy. So if you kill the muffins, then the ghosts can eat them. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, the one mud method uh, manages to punch you, Rose. <gasps> Final alliteration. Mud method. Mud method manages. Mm-hmm. Uh, three uh, bludgeoning damage. And the other one uh, manages to hit Andre also for six bludgeoning damage. And then um, they both kind of sit there still like, you can't see me. <laughs> Which, like, if you blink too much, it does just look like a mound of mud. But we're back up to you, Jedden. Uh, which one's the original one? Uh, the one over by Rose. Uh, is it within 25 feet? Oh, yes. Jedin gets down off of the bed and walks over to it. He just kind of looks over at Rose. Yes, I'm doing the work today. Uh, sword burst. No, I'll help you, Bardic Inspiration. <laughs> Give me a oh. dex- <laughs> dexterity. Okay, uh, I literally can't use it in this attack. It's true. Uh, yes, dexterity. Uh, fail. Okay, uh, it takes four force damage. Okay, not enough to kill it, but it, it's un- unhappy. Uh, Jedin kind of turns to Rosatis and just kind of bows a little bit to her, like, go ahead then. It, it turns and, and hisses at you a little bit. Like, Rose, you get uh, the sense that it's saying something about no fair. Life isn't fair, young one. And it's your turn. Well, cool. I'm gonna hit it. Do it, do it. We'll try. <laughs> I'll do the rapier again. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. I got a seven to hit. Nope, sorry. Yeah. You, you, were, you were fooled by its its uh, motionless routine and you hit some actual mud again. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, Jedin summons. It's it looks like a spectral blade, but it's 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 an animate ba blade, basically made out of like very thin glass. Just like maybe you should use one of these. Honestly, <laughs> uh, too John, small. You, you know we're trying to hurt these things, right? <laughs> I just it's really killing my art, guys. You're up, Andre. All right, uh, Andre, hoping to uh, crosses. I'm crossing my fingers, but uh, trying to deal the. The finishing blow on this. Uh, instead of striking down, he pulls it up and he's uh, trying to try a different, different tactic. He uh, sw swings it crosswise and gets a natural oh, one. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> oh, oh, see, hold on. I should, I should pull up the critical fumble uh, table for this. Gets released. <laughs> gets released. Victoria, save me! This, this is just what's going to happen the next time we play uh, PTU. Failure is here, affect what happens there. Oh no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Here, I'm gonna see here if, if any of these actually apply, because most of these have things to do with Pokemon. You could use magnitude. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it almost makes sense with the mud methods. Huh. It, yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm just gonna say that uh, you you wind up uh, hitting the the uh, the curtain that's close by in just such a way that it falls down on top of you and you are are blinded. You'll need to. Uh, use a, a move action to, to move right. the blindedness. J Jaden's just like, you know, me, me saying that was meant to be a joke. I wasn't asking you guys to stop. You know how to say jokes? I deserve that. I deserve that. Uh, the the mud method that's close there to Rose and Jaden uh, gets a natural oh. 20 on its fists, punching at Rose. Ouchie. Um, Ten bludgeoning damage on Rose. Uh-oh. Oh. Are you still up? Oh, just barely. Ooh. I'm holding on by a thread. Um, the other one is going to punch at Andre, but can't seem to make it through the curtain to, to, to get him. But takes advantage of this uh, this moment that it's uh, you're blinded uh, to fly straight up in the air and over a little bit. Do we get an attack of opportunity for that, or is it just getting... No, since you are blinded, and we're back up to Jitten. And it's kind of like, okay. Um, and he kind of looks over that and was like, no, you are not going to pick up that girl and take her away. Uh, but, and he goes and he says the word again and shoots out another sword burst at the one in front of him. Okay. So dexterity saving throw, DC 15. Two force damage. It's, uh, that, that didn't seem to, to phase it too terribly much. There's some, some mud getting shaved away from it. But there's just more mud underneath, so um, yeah. Rose, it's to you. Oh boy, if I don't die here, <laughs> um, maybe I should try not to use a rapier this time. <laughs> we'll go with the short sword again. Yeah. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! What have we got? I got a five. Nope. That's a natural so no. one. Oh, and that's a natural one? Oh, no. Yep. First encounter. All right, let's see. We're going <laughs> to... You're all going to die. All right, um, you slip on the mud, Rose, and you are prone, which I think means you're going to need to take your move action to stand back up. Yes, I believe so. So then we are to Andre, and I said that you're going to need to use your move action to remove the curtain. Uh, and the method now you see is... Uh, out of your current reach, um, it is flying in the air, it, ten feet away from you. Anyway, Andre, can you kill this one? 
This is the important one. He's pointing to the one that's closer to him and uh, the now prone Rose. Can't make it over there. Uh, well, no, you could. If you used your new standard action as a, as a dash, you can then move and make it over yeah. there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll do that so I can uh, wind up and smack it next turn, yeah. For, if I had prefaced, or if I had um, clarified that I was flanking the method, would uh, Rose have been rolling with advantage? No, you're not actually flanking it either. Um, it's still got okay. the open air. Close, but not quite. Right. The, the one that's now between all of you is going to rear up and keep hitting it, Rose... Does a 15 hit you, Rose? Yes, since my armor class is 12. Oh, I yes. Think so. mm-hmm. yep. That is going to be three bludgeoning damage. Goodbye, cruel world. Oh, no. You're not dead. You're unconscious. She's unconscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means on your turn, you'll be rolling death saves uh, in order okay. not to die. Uh, the other method that's flying, seeing this uh, happen, feels a little emboldened by that and comes down far enough that it can it can reach you, Andre, and try to punch you in the head. Uh, does a 16 hit your armor class? It does. It's going to do 6 bludgeoning damage. Okay, but mm. I'm going to... Hang on, where did I see this here? Okay, so I can actually do a couple things here. Um, I'm going to use uh, stone, Stone's Endurance to reduce the damage by a d12 plus uh, 3. So, yeah, it, it punches at you, but it's, um, it, it's it, he's punching a stone wall. <laughs> the, the mud just kind of splatters around the back of your head, um, and you don't even move. Kind of like the slow turn. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's literally like again using the the namesake here. It's like uh, you know Andre the Giant, big giant wrestling guy, and this uh, uh, smaller person just comes up and, like tries to punches him in the back and it's like. Uh, Jaden, we're up to you. Okay, is there a way for me to get both of the uh, mud methods within five feet of me without getting them within, without being within five feet of Andre? Uh, yes, no. no, but no. okay, you can hit Andre and them. How's your dexterity, Andre? Uh, not great. It's a flat, flat, flat zero. I'm just going to keep hitting the one I'm hitting, because okay. if that one dies, they all die. So. Very true. Uh, sword burst. Dexterity. Dexterity. Okay. That fails. Uh, six force Ooh, damage. Ooh, that's a nice big Ooh. hit. It is still up, but it is squelchy, squelchy. It it, uh, it seems much smaller than it was before, uh, and it's uh, not so hot. <laughs> he kind of looks over at uh, Rose, who's unconscious, and looks back at Dante. He's like... Can you kill this thing now? <laughs> um, Rose, roll me a death save. So that's a d20. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a 7. I thought it was a 1. It's a 7, though. Well, at least it's not a 1. Uh, that is one failure yeah. in your death saves. Very good. Uh, then we are on to Andre. Andre says, uh, only one way to find out, in reference to can I can I kill it. So we're going to roll our <laughs> accuracy on the morning star. We got a uh, 12 is the total. 6 plus 6. That hits. And we get a uh, 6, uh, another 6, uh, for the for the damage on this. Uh, six, um, and that is enough to make this thing explode in mud. So I need a dexterity saving throw from everybody except Rose, who automatically fails. Ooh, nat 20. Can I, can I use my nat 20 to, like, cover her too? Give me another dexterity save. I got 10 for mine, so... 11, yes. Okay, yeah, you, you are, are are good there, um, uh, Andre, to to kind of protect 
rose from the mud as well. Um, you're, you're that spry and, and swift. Um, Jedin, however, you are covered in mud, uh, which it gives you the, the restrained condition, uh, which lasts until the Mephit's next turn, which is never going to come, so you are forever restrained! No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> did the other Mephit ex- burst too? The other Mephit just disappeared and kind of plopped into a pile of mud uh, on the ground. Um, we are out of initiative order. Um, I will say at this point that uh, some stabilization is going to be needed for both Rose and the Sheriff. Uh, You can tell the Sheriff is looking very, very bad. Uh, And if you don't want him to die, you'll need to give him some some medical attention. uh, From where he's still restrained in mud for the moment, uh, Jedin kind of looks at Andre and goes, Help him first. I can deal with Rose. Okay. Because I'm guessing um, if he fails one more time, he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if, as long as Rose doesn't roll a one, we have at least one more turn. So Jedin can help at his next turn. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nat 20. Nice. Uh, so the, the sheriff um, kind of, uh, with your with your care, kind of groggily wakes up. What happened? Is the... Is the girl okay? Uh, yes, the gr- the girl is fine. We we took care of the demon things that were around here, and uh, we'll get you into better uh, medical hands here. But you'll you'll be all right. And uh, Jed, and you're helping yes. Rose. So you can use a, a medicine check as well. Have to be wisdom based. <laughs> uh, was it supposed to be good in wisdom? No, but wisdom uh, can be considered a dump stat for wizards. That's right. That's Ten right. Intelligence, even. Oh, okay. intelligence for wizards. Yep. Um, just, just enough to stabilize. Yes. So, uh, Rose is stabilized as well, um, and also uh, groggily comes out of the, the the painful stupor. So you you Rose, you are at one hit point. I live. Mm-hmm. So, what we've learned <laughs> that this is not a comfortable place to nap. That Wontash definitely has enemies, and that those enemies want Gretchen, who I am increasingly beginning to believe mm-hmm. is related to him in yeah. some way. She's like a prize or something to them. Also, and he turns to the sheriff, who's there, is like, why was she sitting in the sea spray? It's the only bed-like structure that still remains in this mansion. Why did she still have blood on her face? That's how she was <laughs> when she came to us. I mean, why didn't she just, like, clean it up? We've been dealing with a lot of Things I want you to understand this. I didn't ask you to come to be criticized by you. I asked for your help. What are you going to do about this? Send a missive to the Lord. Yes, you said that already. Do it now, then. I'm on my way. He goes over to the, the writing desk and takes a, a sheet of paper and writes a note, rolls it up, goes to the door. Um, and hands it out to uh, uh, Lieutenant Yarrow, who's out there, um, and tells her to go have it sent to the Lord. And she leaves. Uh, perhaps we can reshuffle our duties here. I still would like to talk to the people who work here, if possible. Uh, I still have ten minutes left on Bardic Inspiration, so I could, <laughs> might be able to use that on an investigation. Very quickly, but I'd still like to talk to them to get some information down. Um, while that is going on as well, however, can... Um, we need someone to take care of Gretchen, and finding her better accommodations would be a good first step. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Andre, you seem to be the least wounded of the three of us. If you could take over the care and guardianship of Gretchen, uh, find a place for her to stay, somewhere more comfortable outside of, you know, ocean water as well, and then Rose Quartz might be able to still check the location of her parents and check around the town. Possibly. Uh, I'm not sure how much time we have, though. We may need to go find the Lord as quickly as we can. Cool, I'm also going to go find medicine. <laughs> I feel terrible. Um, Andre uh, agrees and uh, uh, says, yeah, I, I, I will take care of girl. I will I will find place for her and I will... You just, you just became Russian all of a sudden. <laughs> I will take care of girl. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I didn't try to put much of an accent on there, but I mean, I guess so, yeah. Small child. Uh, I, I'm, just try- I'm trying to drop, like, per- certain parts of speech. But anyway, that's too much. But uh, yes, um, but yes, I, w- I will take girl. We will. Uh, I will find place for her, and uh, oh, maybe maybe the bakery. We'll see. Uh, and as you all uh, depart for your your various tasks, that is where we are going to awesome. end our session today. Woo. So uh, again, this is our our Patreon bonus Dungeons and Dragons series. So I want to give a special thank you to all of our patrons. Box Cheese, Nathan Jester, DGZ, Dr. Odno, Gregory Lopez, David Harshman, Rob, Mark Smith, Froxus, Anelli T, Legendary, Eric Lonquist, Azure Spider, Peter Stadmuller, Matt Carlton, Michael, Richie Kammer, Tim Jacobson, Ursa93, Terry Fow. You guys are so awesome. We can't say it enough. We hope you enjoy this bonus series. Uh, let us know what you think about it, uh, and uh, if you'd like to hear more of this sort of thing uh, or other things. Uh, we are going to continue the adventure of uh, these three intrepid adventurers in the uh, Patreon uh, feed, so uh, keep apprised of that. Uh, so thanks for listening, uh, and we'll come after you with a morning star later. <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to make a comment that talking to a staff would also be really hard because it's usually made out of wood and doesn't respond. I was thinking that too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Andre? Sorry, I'm getting distracted. I am up. All right, so we're going to... It's okay. I fall asleep sometimes too. <laughs> I just let myself get distracted. I, I sincerely apologize. Yes. Let me get into this here. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.